0: modern ish and like, um, modular, right? Modularity is like the big thing that makes fucking AR so super popular. And I admit, I have a fucking AR and I love my AR. I need Um, one. uh, I forget. ah, God, I wish I could remember the company uh, that makes mine. It's just my fucking, I call it an AR and I never fucking remember what the fucking brand name is, especially when I'm stoned.
1: Yeah, yeah, Uh, I
0: feel that. It's like a Rock Island Arms or Rock something Arms. I can't remember. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I don't but, know. Um, but yeah, like I got all the all the attaches and things like that. Change the rail and all that, and uh, uh, change the uh, change the stock and all. You know, like give it give it my little custom flair. Put a little fucking cheap like red dot yeah, on it and everything. Fun was, stuff. Yeah, fun shit. It's, it's super duper cheap and it's. I, w- I wouldn't even think of using that thing for self-defense, like, honestly.
1: Well, most people like, say it's one of the best self-defense weapons
0: you can have. Well, I mean, like, well, I, sh- I shouldn't say self-defense. I should say home defense. A home defense. It's a good home defense weapon. Right. And not I'm, a good, I'm, not I'm a good sure it is. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, I, I'm sure it is, but my fucking PT-92, I mean, it's just so fucking handy, man. 18 rounds, 9mm hollow point. Get yeah. out of here. You know? No, but
1: like, I think what most people think is, like, especially, like, gun people will tell you <laughs> that in the heat of the moment, handguns are not easy to shoot. People don't realize how hard it is to be accurate with a handgun, especially in the heat of the moment, quickly.
0: Oh, yeah. They're I like, mean, they're, they're not going to be accurate, but that's not why you buy it. You don't buy a handgun for accuracy ever.
1: No, but uh, what I think what the argument is is, like, a short a short form rifle that is super reliable, right? Right. That right. has a lot of rounds in it that you can carry with two hands.
0: It's going to be really good for home defense, is what they're saying. Uh, I I kind of disagree because the end all be all home defense for damage <laughs> and not needing shotgun. accuracy. So at shotgun. night shotgun. Big time. Saw it off. Yeah, it, it's not. We're not like Halo Two mm-hmm. up in here, where you have to be like all right on their dick to fucking kill them. You'll kill them, <laughs> believe me. You'll fucking kill them. It doesn't uh, matter how far they are. The first
1: shot, you'll fucking definitely give yourself enough time to kill them on the next one.
0: Right. You know.
1: So, <laughs> but if, if you talk to Bill burry he, he's like, I don't want to do a bunch of drywall.
0: Right. If that's give your style, yeah. If that's your style, <laughs> that's your gun. If you're like me and you want something that's very easy to handle, very quick to get out. If you're in danger, somebody's breaking in my house, I want to get my gun quick, fast and in a hurry. Right. I don't right, have to right, fucking right. shoulder it and be all awkward and line up a sh- fucking shot. I want to be bang, 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 bang. Even if I don't hit you, I'm scaring you. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, Uh So I make myself known as a threat. Plus, it's really easy to hold a pistol on somebody, like train it on them and tell them to not move and get down than it is a rifle. You know, you know if you're holding a rifle stand? up, you got to keep it on them. Yeah. What's yeah. Up? You
1: know what I can't stand? Carry pistols.
0: What do you mean? All pistols are carry
1: pistols. <laughs> no, I agree. But they're specific pistols called carry. And they're short. The handles are tiny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are a pain in the ass. Like my, I well, do not I, want a carry pistol at all. I, I, I put one in my hand and I go, this is fucking stupid. It fucking fits in half of the fucking handles in my hand. Right. Or no, half of my hand is on the handle. I'm right. like, no. Th- to me, the minimum is like it goes down to my pinky.
0: Right. I, I got my ex-wife one of those, um, and she it was her purse gun. Um, I get that.
1: I get, like, concealment, and, and I get that. It's just like I do not ever want to have to fucking hold one of those.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're paying the ass to shoot. They're not even fun to shoot, but that gun is not made to be fun. That gun is a no. last fucking resort, and it knows it.
1: I think what the only gun I think that should I would ever consider— getting like a carry short shortened version of would be a, a Taurus judge.
0: Oh, those are cool.
1: And I'd put the four ten shotgun in it. Cause that's what you, <laughs> cause like, yeah, I'm not trying to be accurate. I'm just trying to fuck something up real quick. And I don't care if the handle fits in my hand. Right. Right. Bah, bah, bah. Put some buckshot yeah. through somebody.
0: <laughs> yeah. Those things are super cool. The, and the, the things you use rifles for, um, like, especially if you own like farmland, ranch land, things like that, you know, coyotes, snakes, anything that's longer than like 20 yards away or something like that, that you need to fucking kill. Some numbers. liberal
1: walking across your
0: property. Yeah. Fucking liberal, hippies, trespassing, things like that, uh, Bill Burr. No, I'm just kidding. I fucking love Bill Burr, <laughs> he's <fucking laughs> hilarious. but, uh, but yeah, th- things like that. And of course your occasional tyrannical government, uh, <laughs> you know, that's right. what those are best for.
1: Right. Um, yeah, that's what a lot of people like. I hate the argument when people make like, you're not going to get like, most people aren't going to get robbed. And, and so
0: like, it's like, well, my my wife got a gun because she got robbed in broad daylight with the kids. No, I get
1: Yes. Yeah. Like, yes, for sure.
0: And we're in a nice town. Like like the,
1: the biggest reason is for tyranny
0: right yeah th- that's the main reason for the, the second amendment that's what that law is for there is no fucking debating that. i don't know why it's ever been a debate but somewhere along the line we lost our fucking way
1: and and like people are like well you're never going to go up against the military they have way more than you and it's like well yes but they shouldn't but yes and the idea is before it even gets to that when Uh, a police force run by a tyrannical government tries to come and enforce law, they're not walking in to enforce that tyrannical law, knowing everybody and their mother is armed. Right. It's not the fact that we're going to go into a fucking field and we're going to go into war against our own military. It's the fact that the steps leading up to it, when they try to enforce it, when they come knocking on the door... That's that's a different situation if they know people are armed. But if you're in a state where fucking nobody's armed, good luck. Like, look at this situations they've had fairly recently with the no-knock raid where the fucking dude shot the cop. Right. You fucking broke into the dude's house.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that and that's that's perfectly fucking reasonable. I mean, just look at fucking Brianna Taylor. You that's know, the thing to talking about. They, they killed the shit out of her. Oh, did somebody fire when they broke in? Yeah, the, the boyfriend. Oh, I actually didn't know that. I'm pretty uh, sure.
1: I I I, I don't want to say for sure. I don't, I'm not sure about fucking anything. I'm an idiot. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's the case where the dude recently got tried and got let off.
0: Did he get let off? I have, I, I literally have not kept up with that case or I, anything at all. I could be all. wrong. I could was, be
1: wrong, but I think that's what it was. He, yeah, he shot one of them. I don't. I, I'm pretty sure that's the case. I could be wrong. I could be. I, I don't want. I don't know. Don't I'm take not anything sure, I say right. ever as fact. And,
0: and I, I, I may be a victim of like with the way media presents a situation or something like that. It, I very well could be. But, but the like, impression yeah, is so I
1: killed her. They killed her.
0: Yeah, the cops so, killed Brown. and Taylor was yes. killed in donut Not. And, a and the, and the like boyfriend, sleeping. or
1: husband. I don't know what the situation was. The boyfriend or husband shot one of the fucking cops
0: was that before or after they shot her
1: i don't know any of that i just know that that was the trial i got you <laughs> well, and it's um, like
0: well no shit dude the fuck right. you think right and i'm 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 gonna go a little to the left on this one our, our police force has gotten fucking out of line but I don't think all bad all cops are bad people by any fucking means. But there are a lot of fucking bad cops out there, and regulations need to uh, be tightened on who is capable of being hired as a police officer. Right? Cops you are have have, cops have are great. To, yeah. Well, their training has to be more stringent. It has to be fucking better. You know, that cops are, are
1: great. The governing body of the cops. Well, actually, I will say this: the idea of cops are great. A lot of cops are good. Any cop that is enforcing this is easier said
0: than done, but like I don't
1: know. To oh, me, it's like stand are on you, your
0: morals. Stay on you your talk, morals. Are you, like, you must. You might be talking about getting rid of qualified immunity.
1: I'm saying cops that are enforcing rules that go against the Constitution because their boss said so, because they they need to keep a job, because they they're trying to. That I need to provide for my family, that argument, I understand it fully, but also they, they just aren't thinking of the bigger picture. Like you're, you're literally just ushering in the shit that you don't want for your family right? by going along with it.
0: Right. I mean, there, there should be protections for, um, officers who don't think that certain laws are constitutional or certain not all laws uh, are, orders are constitutional. Right. And people you need know. to stand up for the moral. Right. And there there ought to be some protection for them. I don't know how you would institute that without, you know, kind of ruining their careers uh, and things Weaker like government. That. Well, yeah, well, definitely, of course, weaker government. Um But the thing the thing with like qualified immunity, if a cop fucks up, you know, and like kills somebody, then they need to be capable of being like sued or fucking put on trial or whatever, you know, for for that crime if they fuck up and make a mistake like that. Right. You know, and some sort of punishment should be like standardized and administered. Um, yeah. You know, especially for really egregious ones. But uh, I forgot my fucking point, dude.
1: <laughs> how How much time do you want to do?
0: Uh, shit, we're up over two hours right now. How long are your podcasts normally? It doesn't— I don't have— I don't give a fuck. I mean, if you want to fucking keep going, I mean, like we're doing this Rogan style, like gonna have a Jordan Peterson uh, four hour extravaganza. <laughs> I don't care, dude. I I like it. Dude. I like talking to people about shit. Yeah, and I, I don't know. Maybe I I don't know if the last thing I said about qualified immunity made fucking sense or not. I'm really stoned right now. Uh,
1: That's fine. I don't, I don't care if I it makes I, sense. Do you want to get like? Do you want to like take this in another direction and just get fucking weird? Like. Let's we can- just- we can get weird. We can get politically weird. I don't care. <laughs> no, like we can talk about anything. But I mean, like, do you like? I don't know. We can just start having. We can just goof off a little bit instead of. Get, we don't have to talk about serious shit the whole time, you know. Oh, it's it's what I like doing, man. I do I, too. I, but I also like fucking talking shit about stupid shit. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm. I'm. Uh, I mean, I'm a fan of riffing. Like, I fucking enjoy yeah. it.
1: Oh, no, like look at where where we started and where we went, dude. we started with computer code we went to skateboarding and we went to to political shit and then we went to the federal reserve then we went to govern uh then we went to guns and then
0: (laughs) right and now we're gonna talk about my friend moon pie he has uh
1: who the fuck is moon pie who is moon pie i've heard this before
0: from you uh i've talked i've talked about him a couple of times on like did he
1: win an award no that was a that was a vr guy
0: yeah that that was a thrill seeker vr um, he's he actually guy.
1: responded to he was talking he had posted something one time on I want to say Twitter yeah yeah and I responded on his tweet and he actually like I don't, I don't remember if he commented or he got back or if he just liked it but he he had posted something like about clickbait titles yeah yeah and stuff on YouTube videos and I basically just responded and said um I said. I wouldn't worry about about clickbaiting your title as long as the content that you're putting in the video actually delivers upon the clickbait. Right, right. But don't like don't put a clickbait thing, like just to be more like the most egregious example. Be like, I can't believe she did that. Right, I can't right. Be- I can't believe she did that, and then like or like I can't believe she fucking took off her shirt and then like the video is nothing it's a video game with nothing to do with fucking chicks taking off their shirt like right right <laughs> like yeah don't do that but like put uh you know a clickbait title based on the actual content of the video is actually good because it ropes in the person that can't that really wants to see what you just said and then if the video delivers on it they're not upset that they did it
0: right because they got what they were looking for.
1: Exactly. Right. So, like, i that's what I said on this thing, and I forget if he just liked it or, or something, but he, he actually interacted with it. I don't remember what it was.
0: It's interesting that you bring him up, too, because, and that point, because I noticed, I think it was today, actually. Um, I was on a fucking, or not not today, it was last night, because like I go to sleep watching fucking YouTube, and I was on a YouTube binge super hard, and I came across one of those things, and I'm, I'm subscribed to him, obviously, but... Um, I don't really watch much VR content. I just every now and then I'll watch them. But um, yeah. But uh, I saw a video he had, and I forget what the title was, but it was it was like seemingly super clickbaity, but worded in a way like I didn't realize it was clickbaity until uh, I thought about it for a second because I was like a topic I completely uninterested in, but the way it was worded drew me in, and I was like, yes, yeah, huh. That seems like a video I might watch. Uh, oh wait, that's fucking thrill. And then I broke down what the title was about, and was like, "I'm not interested in this. I'm not gonna fucking watch this." But you almost got me, <laughs> you know. So like, right, But that's good. Yeah, he's getting good at it.
1: Because to be honest with you, that's just good business. Like, that's just good marketing. Like, I don't think you should like egregiously lie. That just gets annoying. And then when it when when you keep seeing it then I think you actually lose views eventually right? Right. because right. people go, nah, nah, this guy's like, nah, I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? Right. But if, but if it, but if it's closer, like if it's actually about the content, but it draw, but it it's worded in a way that draws in somebody that might not necessarily be about the content, but then they go and they go, oh, wow. Like I would have never have watched this knowing specifically what it was, but right. like, that was pretty fucking cool. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to gain any new viewers by just saying, hey, fucking Johnny, I just played fucking uh, Apex, and I did this and this and this. Like, who's going to watch that? Just the fucking Apex there, like me.
0: Right. Yeah. It, you know it's what I mean? really It's really difficult to branch out. And, like, whenever I talk about people starting podcasts, um, you have to start off with a laser focus to no, most of the time you have to start For off sure. with a laser focus to be noticed by any crowd or group of people or whatever. Oh, 100%. And I'm going to tell you right now anybody's first podcast fucking sucks dick. Like my my first podcast, I can't go I can't listen to it. It's, it's oh yeah. terrible. I don't even like listening to my
1: own shit anyways,
0: but right, right. Which this is – I I'm this is actually you you're doing a phenomenal job by the way. Uh kudos to you. It's um, fucking easy,
1: dude. We're just talking. <laughs>
0: Right. And you're making quality content. And the thing about it is that since it's not targeted at any one group of people, you're just firing wildly into the blackness, you know, essentially. And shooting all the drywall. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. It's a callback, by the way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not really hitting any specific target audience especially for a fucking like three hour podcast like holy shit that's commitment i'm doing this for
1: fun and just like to learn the craft and just like to get
0: acquainted with it and also because that's the reason you should do a podcast like
1: and also because i know that there's people in the community that i set my goal small this is like me learning and like i know there's people in the community or like our community plus like the satellite like you know what i mean like all of our communities kind of like intermingle and I know that there's a collective people out there that like know the names of people in the community but they don't know the person
0: right and you know that's interesting because I do have a few people that I kind of pile around with like in the server on a regular basis like Matt knows me fairly well um Kura knows me fairly well like John knows me fairly well even if they don't, um, you know, they don't know me, know me, like, you know, they don't necessarily know my politics 100% because right, we right. never really had that conversation. Um, and that's the beauty of podcasts that are free form like this, you know, that are, it's why Rogan's so fucking popular because people. Yeah, 100%. It's right. called
1: authenticity. Yeah,
0: yeah. And whenever you, can't you lie
1: for, there's always so much time you can lie for unless you're a fucking narcissist. Like,
0: <laughs> exactly, you know, and when you somebody has the gift of gab uh and they're very good at riffing or they've practiced it a lot like i I, I kind of sucked uh when i first started podcasting i don't know how to talk um but I've, I've gotten better at it i would like to i would hope you know right well um, yeah
1: you're going to for sure right i think a lot of times people just get in their own way
0: yeah yeah like it, it really helps to develop habits that make your content better. If you continue the podcast uh, and you listen back to your own material every now, every now and then and actively try to improve right. um, and or just even by practice, by talking to people long form for a long time, it's just practice, you know, you develop your lexicon off the people that you speak to. That's why Rogan uh, appears so fucking stupid in the earlier episodes. And he's become a phenomenal, phenomenal interviewer Uh, one of the best interviewers of all time press or not. Um, because he's developed this very specific style of interviewing, uh, that he does in a pure audio form. That's almost been lost to this generation. Uh, radio fucking died. What he did
1: was he, he took it a little bit serious as far as he took it seriously in that if I'm going to have these people on. You know, if it's a scientist, I got to have to actually be genuinely into it. Like I have to actually, if it's a scientist, I want to know about the thing and he gets to choose his own guests.
0: So like, right. And he's, he's not necessarily, I mean, he's not stupid, but he's very mid range. Like he's a normal fucking guy. He is your average dude. But that's why it's fucking by the way, I love that we're two white guys talking about Rogan right now. Like, how much more red flag can we get, <laughs> dude? I don't, f- no, dude.
1: Israel Adesanya just-, just fucking did a mic drop on UFC press conference about him. So,
0: oh yeah, yeah. But um, I'm, I'm not going to get two into the whole white guys that
1: like Rogan. It's that's stupid. It's ridiculous. Right?
0: No, it's not. But people, the people, I- I'm convinced the people that don't like Rogan generally haven't listened to Rogan outside of something political they don't agree with. He's phenomenal. There's um, stuff that I don't agree with about him,
1: but the fucking guy doesn't have a fucking harmful bone in his fucking body.
0: Well, well yeah, other than the mat, <laughs> other than on the mat, all right. <laughs> but that—that's that, the thing. He—he's an everyday fucking guy that asks the same questions that every day you would probably ask the same person. He puts right. these incredibly fascinating people in front of a microphone. You know, these professors. Like one of my favorite episodes of all time. It was this guy. Uh, who is a mushroom professor um, and all he was does it dr- was it the drug guy or just a mushroom guy mushroom guy just okay. mushroom guy um, I think I remember that guy is he old as fuck I can't remember I didn't watch. I only listened to the audio I never watched the video I definitely heard it I I think I have but uh that guy his fucking knowledge about fungi and mushrooms and everything was just yeah Fascinating. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I learned about the slime mold thing. They act as like a colony or like a single uh, entity uh, right. from that episode. And like, it was just absolutely funny I mean, Of course, they talk about this, uh, psilocybin go, mushrooms and stuff, yeah, too, yeah. but, well, you know, of course that, that's
1: what Joe Rogan's into. Yeah,
0: right. And, you know, that was that was cool. That was the okay. This is Rogan for sure part. But the rest of the episode was like genuinely about fucking fungus. And it was like listening to a fucking uh, nat geo documentary or something like, you ever you ever like flicking through channels as a kid and then come hey, across you the catch david attenborough talking about
1: fucking some fucking fish that you've never fucking heard of and you're like dude this fucking fish is the
0: shit dude. right it's <laughs> like it sucks you in because it's dope and you're learning shit and it was cool you know oh my and, god dude yeah and it's not mindless you're like you're learning something it might be completely worthless fucking information but it's bettering you like you're learning new material you're learning new things it's stimulating knowledge knowledge is power you should take
1: in as much knowledge as you can and hold on to the stuff that you care about
0: right and i think that that coupled with hearing opinions from people who are absolutely fascinating in very specific fields about those specific things uh helps you formulate your own uh politics thought um it, it, the best way to form value. an opinion is to hear everything. Right. You know, so you you don't realize that as you're growing up, but that's the basis of indoctrination. the The people that raised you, nine times out of ten, you are either very close to the views that they align with or you're radically in the opposite direction uh, out of rebellion. You right. know.
1: To be honest uh, with you, dude, almost every time I hear stuff like that, from somebody I disagree with, I can almost always take something that they said and go, yep, I agree with
0: that. Right. Right. And most people, unfortunately, they place themselves in these fucking camps. It's either left, right, don't care, extreme left or extreme right. You know, and then that's that's all they think there is. It's fucking spectrum, dude. Like you can have different views about different topics and learn about those topics. And it's okay to admit that you don't know anything about a particular topic. Therefore, you cannot have a position. Uh, And as soon as you give way to the that that
1: empty portion, as soon as you. I think it's different to say, I don't give a fuck. Especially if it's about things that, like, are part of, like, they're definitely affecting your life. Like, I, at some point in your life, you have to give a fuck about some stuff. Right, You know what right. I mean? But there's, as soon as, as soon as you start to go, dude, I don't know a fucking thing about this. I think that's, like, sometimes when, you as soon as you admit that moment, you start learning about that. Right, right. Like even on accident,
0: there's a, I think it's called the bottom main, that's not the bottom Mainhoff effect. Is it? Hang on. Let me look this up real quick. We're going to do a P break in a second. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Oh yeah. Bottom Mainhoff effect. <laughs> I was right, man. I can't believe I remembered that term. Dude. Um, this accent,
1: you had it down pat.
0: Some yeah, German yeah. guy? Uh, so basically, this is the effect when, like, say, when you buy a new car, right? And yep. you drive it home. And over the next couple of months, all of a sudden, you see your fucking car everywhere. Holy shit. You oh, never yeah, noticed yeah, yeah, this before. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And <laughs> the same thing happens whenever you learn a new word or you hear a new saying or something like that. Like you learn a new, like euphemism or something like that. All of a sudden,
1: wow, you're you're hearing,
0: yeah, you're picking it out in conversation all the fucking time. Like, I just learned what macabre means. That's weird. I didn't know that. Then you hear it in like a TV show or something like that. Mm -hmm. You just, grade didn't fucking process it because it wasn't in your lexicon. Uh, So by listening to these long form discussions and watching documentaries, things like that, you start to understand. Things that's called fucking learning. The bader Mainhoff effect is the effect of you learning something new when almost you get like expanding car, your vocabulary. Exactly. Like,
1: you'll hear the more you hear a word in context, you start to understand the meaning of a word, even if you don't know the actual definition of it.
0: Exactly. And that's how you learn English in the first place. People don't realize how much English they don't actually fucking know. There's no, a I'm, lot.
1: Dude, <laughs> right? I use words and then I go, and somebody goes, What the f-? like if I say a word that like is on the edge of my vocabulary, and then <laughs> I'm talking to somebody and they go, The fuck does that mean? Then I go, Uh, it's like, uh, right, right, <laughs> but it's like and... I know what it means, but like, but I'm like afraid to like throw my answer right. at them because I'm like, I don't want to be fucking wrong, but I like, I know the word,
0: <laughs> right? I, I do that a lot too, um, and I. I use a lot of words in context that I understand are correct in that context. But if I'm asked exactly what the fuck does that word literally mean? uh, It's like, it's like when you do, oh, oh shit. All right. Let me, let me look that up real quick. Yeah. Sometimes I, even if I'm typing something and I'm like,
1: I, I, I type something out. Right. And a lot of times when I type out, like I'm thinking of like how I would speak. Right. And it comes out and then I say the word and I type the word and as soon as I type it, I go. Hmm, I know it sounds right, but since I'm like going to type this out and then like enter it, like if it's a tweet or something and I'm going right. to hit enter or hit send or hit tweet. It'll take me three seconds to type this into fucking Google and right. see that it actually means what I mean it to mean. And then, and then I go on Google and I'm like, oh yeah, I was right. Cool.
0: Right, <laughs> and it, it's, surprisingly, it's, I'm
1: it's, right more often than I than I'm wrong. Right,
0: right, and yeah, you know, is one of the more beautiful things about modern technology uh, is that you have this information at your fingertips, and it's okay to use it. We have to understand in today's world the way that we are taught. We're taught is not the same as the way that our children are going to learn, because we couldn't just look up anything at the push of a button. We need to know you seen this the kids' math
1: these days, dude. I want to fucking stab somebody.
0: It is kind of ridiculous. Uh, I did see an explanation of why they think it works. I, I think it's bizarre, and I don't think it actually. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't try it at low levels like that. I would maybe introduce it for higher level. Uh, you should know the basic
1: way to do math before you learn these fucking tricks.
0: Right, and it's the big thing is learning the concept of numbers, right? Because that's a right. very abstract concept. Right, and you
1: should be able to realize that when you say this and this and this what you're actually doing is physically taking five of these beans and then taking these other beans <laughs> like you know what I mean
0: right you know there, there's a reason we do math on our fingers a, a lot of the time when we're growing up or now <laughs> you we're know
1: calculating actual real reality yeah
0: you're you're translating an abstract uh abstract thing into something physical and the more you practice with that the easier it is for you to recognize the abstract
1: for sure. And I think that's um, actually important, especially for like um, average people, because most average people are going to take these skills that be almost become like subconscious into real world applications. They're not all going to take it into theoretical applications. Right. So like understanding that when you do a math problem, that this is actually a physical thing you're calculating. <laughs>
0: Like a physical it helps representation. A lot. Yeah. And um I actually have it, it it's odd, but uh I, I kind of struggle uh, with basic math, like arithmetic. I hate fucking math, dude. Fuck math. Yeah. I, I, Fuck I struggle I with arithmetic, but I'm a fucking developer, a programmer. You know, I have mm-hmm. to use pretty complex uh, pretty complex math and a lot of algorithm, which is a big scary word that doesn't mean what you think it does. Um algorithm's just a big formula. It's not even really, I mean, at its basis level, yeah, an algorithm technically is a formula, but when it comes to programming uh, an algorithm or even there's even an algorithm for solving a a, a Rubik's cube. Um, Right. Actually, while while we're on this conversation, let me go ahead and practice what we preach. (laughs) Algorithm. Right. What does Webster say? So, hey, by the way, uh, just so
1: you know, it's getting so that you can't fucking trust some of these fucking dictionaries anymore.
0: Yeah, I They're saw that. They're changing
1: definitions every fucking day.
0: Right. When they change the definition of vaccine and change There's another definition change, too. Man, vaccine uh, one was one I saw. No, anti-vaxxer is now anti-mandate. Oh, yeah. Oh, they changed it again? jeez. Oh, I didn't and, trust it anymore.
1: And uh, even more fucking egregious than that, in my mind, is they. one of the—I forget which one— I don't know if it's still there, but they changed the definition of the word literally. Oh, really? To figuratively.
0: <laughs> oh wait, I, actually, I, I think I know what that was about. Um, so that's like the the internet culture literally. That's more of been like an urban dictionary type. Uh, no, no, no. The
1: actual dictionary changed the definition of the word literally because everybody says the word literally meaning figuratively
0: right that's what i'm saying Inter- internet culture has changed right, it's that. A sl- but
1: it's a, but it's a slang term and we all understand that
0: right yeah it's an emphasis if it's i hope it's not the only uh iteration of dictionary because you know dictionaries they have multiple definitions for a lot of words i would uh, think it would yeah. be like rather than literally like actually really you know think whatever the definition for literally <laughs> like yeah
1: they'll pull like four or five subs
0: like right and then like literally and then a footnote in there, slang uh not literally like actually not literally you know figuratively or whatever like i could see that that would make sense for an updated uh and i think it's important to yeah we, we do need to update our language but notate as changes come along because it's a big uh a big downfall uh, of languages as they get, like old English was completely lost. Um, and you don't see definitions for a lot of those words anymore. So they just fell out of the lexicon completely. Yeah, um, you are right. It is not the first definition. Yeah. So keeping track of modern updates to old words, like meaning something different or other ways to say those words. Oh, it makes sense. Should, should be updated and added to the dictionary. So I agree with that, that particular decision. Um, but we got way the fuck off base there. So algorithm uh, it is a process or set of rules to be followed in calculations or other problem solving operations, especially by a computer. So mm-hmm. it's just a set of instructions, essentially, uh, to solve a given problem. And where it starts to get complex is you can tell a computer all day to add two plus one, you can do all a whole bunch of calculator shit. But how do you tell a computer Uh, To take this list of names, copy it over here, and then separate first and last names. They've all typed their names in with no spaces. That's how you receive this information. How do you tell your computer to separate the first and last names or whatever? And these are problems that have to be solved uh, algorithmically, (laughs) (laughs) or even a a very basic one. Um, Say you want to tell your console... Uh, the, the console is basically just the most basic response uh, that you can get from coding when you're in an ID or, or developer environment. Um, so basically, you say, hello world, or you type the code to write hello world, it displays to the console. You feel me? Right. Um, so say you want to programmatically uh, type one through the numbers one through 100. Um, on the console well you could write the code to type it out one print two print three print four so on so forth right uh or in javascript it's console.log but um you could do that but instead you could write what's called a for loop and basically what that is you're telling your computer uh for the variable i uh i is going to start begin at zero and then there's a break in the uh, code and then it goes to as long as i is less than 100 or less than and equal to 100 then you're going to do the code that's down here you're going to execute this code that says print i and then it's going to print i then it prints one and then it cycles through the code again And it makes the check based on the last line, is I still, uh, less than 100. If the answer is yes, then it executes the code again until I is 101. Right. right? (laughs) And then the code block says, oh, all right, we got to stop. And it prints one through 100 in your console programmatically with one line. Right. Um, now how do you. Uh, there's a classic problem uh, called FUBAR, which is really fun. I've heard and, that. Uh, fucked up beyond all repair. Okay. <laughs> but this is spelled thought, yeah. F F O O bar um, So yeah, the I'm FUBAR problem. Bufu or FUBU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bufu. By us, fuck you. <laughs> oh, God, I remember the FUBU controversy. Do you remember uh, that? Was that from Friday? Uh, Yeah, I think so. That sounds right.
1: <laughs> Bufu. The fuck uh, is boofa?
0: By oh, us, man. fuck you. <laughs> uh, and there was a controversy in our school about that, in like middle school or something like that. People like kids were making a big deal of like white oh, dudes and white making It was a, it was literally like childish bullshit. They got handled pretty fast, but it was that's entertaining. Good. Um. Anyway, that's off the point. Um, Code. Yeah. So the classic problem of foo and, foo and bar, uh, and the way that I think I first learned it was something like you—they needed you to write a code that would display all the numbers from one to one hundred, yeah. But would also program programmatically um, type the words "foo" for every number that's a multiple of three, and yeah. "bar" for every number that's a multiple of like four. So like uh, evens and odds almost, or well, but like yeah, yeah, but like with three and fours, right. Uh, so, it's like, oh, fuck, how do you figure that shit out programmatically? Well, what you do is you add an if statement to that. So, you write the thing to type 1 to 100. So, if I, um, and it's like, uh, if I divided by, or actually, if the remainder of I divided so it turns by. turns into a math problem, like
1: a legitimate math problem. Right, if right. If I is this, then Right,
0: then. yeah, if f div- if a remainder of F divided by three is equal to uh, one, which would make it a multiple of three, right. then you're gonna type then print I um, Foo plus <laughs> and a string that says Foo and the same thing with four and you do bar. Uh, and that's will run through the numbers one through 100 programmatically automatically with one button click and like three lines of code. Uh, and for every multiple of three, it's got Foo, and for every multiple of four it's got bar and there's ways to do this kind of stuff programmatically for an infinite number of patterns if you can find a pattern in something you can write an algorithm uh these are the most it's almost like it's almost like um breaking
1: down every situation into the most efficient language
0: right And it has to be in terms that a computer can understand. So we can get very complicated very, very fast uh, with these applications. Uh, It doesn't take very long at all. That's why games are a fucking miracle when they are. AAA games are a fucking goddamn miracle. Apex is a fucking miracle.
1: I guess these,
0: Uh, like, the the amount. I I get it. I
1: just don't like when they, when they. It's like uh, we've seen games before. So like, I know that it's, that this, there's a thing that people know how to do. So like, I, I get that it's insanely good and I appreciate the talent and the work, but when they go, when they kind of go like, oh, this is way harder than it seems. It's like, I, I don't understand that. I get it. But like you've, but like, this is, has been like things very similar to this have been done. Right. You know what I mean? That's all, That's all, that's the only thing I, I just don't like, but Right. But and, I know what you're
0: saying. I, yeah. Obviously, that's fucking hard. Dude. That's tedious as fuck. Right. I mean, it, it can be tedious, but once you get good enough that the basics come automatically, and especially it's, like, it's, like,
1: it's learning a language.
0: Well, kind of, because I mean, it, it directly is learning language, but it's no, it's like, but like what you're saying language. is like
1: when you know the basics, that means you speak that language. And then when it comes to the stuff you don't know, that's where the math comes in.
0: Right. Right. And, The math stuff, unfortunately, I'll never be like a super close to the Silicon high level fucking algorithm writing legendary programmer. I'm just never going to because I'm not very good. I'm not very good at math, Uh, but I do enjoy creative problem solving, uh, which I I can do. uh, So you like word problems, like word problems in school. Like it's almost like a riddle to you. You're like, yeah, like uh, how are
1: this? Does the language work? And this is how you solve it.
0: Right. And... You know, that alongside, uh, I was very good at geometry, if not math. Um, so figuring out ways to work with things um, uh, on the front end as well. Uh, I'm not a front end developer, but I do enjoy front end anyway, which is I weird. I thought I was good at geometry people.
1: too until I fucking
0: played Apex and I was like, there's no fucking way he had a sight land on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that all those calcs are just fucking ridiculous too. Luckily, Unreal Engine handles a lot of it these days, but. Um, especially running a new physics engine. Holy shit. The programming that goes into that is just absolutely absurd. And I mean, I complain about the game a lot, but I fucking play it
1: almost every day. So it's like, I understand I'm complaining out of frustration and like confusion. And it's like, part of the problem is like when something happens and you're like, how the fuck? Part of the problem is like, I never get to see the actual view
0: of what happened. <laughs> oh yeah. You know like the mean? kill cam or anything? Yeah, like it I wish they was like, a kill cam. Dude.
1: How the fuck, dude? And I just want to see. Prove it to me, please.
0: Right. Like <laughs> Yeah. I really wish they would replay the clip after a team wipe.
1: That would be At least the last kill. Or like on like some of the limited type modes, like especially like control and stuff. Like
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would that would be really cool i wish i wish that they would implement. i mean there's no reason that they shouldn't implement it it wouldn't Well, they the replaced game. it with
1: the fucking uh this is the guy that killed you here's a picture of his banner
0: yeah yeah <laughs> and that programmatically that is less work because you know you don't have to you, you do have to temporarily save the data from that uh that video i know program. i know
1: they no, are I, on i'm a, not Listen, that's a, I don't. That's not my biggest
0: gripe with the game. I'm just saying, like,
1: that's a like when I know, something I actually wish, happens. They would. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I wish they would. And they probably mm, would have the capability to do so if they weren't like uh, a live game. You know, yeah, uh, that that, man, that demands a ton of attention. And Another I, thing,
1: though, is as soon as they do that, that opens up them. That opens up everybody, right? In game, understanding when there's a
0: netcode issue yeah exactly and (laughs) the the biggest thing holding them back honestly is that they're working on a very old game engine uh that's been modified uh yeah it's um uh think about what this game could be uh what is the fucking name of the engine uh it's this it's, it's i think it's the same one that portals made on but the second version um, I
1: don't know much about that stuff. I just know, like, a couple of the, make the, the bigger names, but I don't know. Uh, it's this. not Unreal, right?
0: I don't think it's Unreal. Uh, Source Engine. Uh, yeah, Source Engine 2. Source. Yeah, yeah, So um, what people
1: have been saying, like, in the ether is that, like, this engine is not made for this big of a
0: I, lobby. I don't know why I said Source Engine 2. I, I meant I was saying Titanfall 2 and then look at the source but yeah it's it's source engine which is the same fucking engine that goddamn portal ran on right you know it,
1: that's what I, every time i hear somebody say something they say this this engine is not made for this scale of a lobby
0: I oh, know, no this this engine was never made to handle multiplayer of that caliber uh, but you
1: gotta think that the, with the 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 core of that of that studio they knew what they were doing
0: Oh, yeah, that, that studio is, they're a group of They've probably... They've made the best shit. Yeah, uh, they're probably the best source engine engineers ever. You know, they they are the best source engine developers that have ever existed, in my opinion. They are phenomenal at what they do, but they have stretched source to its limits, I think.
1: Do you think that this is their, this
0: iteration is them
1: going... Yeah, we've taken this thing to the end of the
0: line. I think that if there is an Apex 2, or they get the balls to do it. Port it over? I don't even know if they'll port. I think they would just do Apex Legends 2 on a new See, engine.
1: See, but, but, but hear me out. Respawn has kind of broken the mold with everything they've ever done. Right. Right. One of the things that they could do, because they tend to be outside the box, and I think that's what makes them great. One of the things they could do is is not make an Apex 2 and port this one over on the side until it's ready, right? And then port it over and then continue the same service of apex the problem longer with, than any
0: other game of service has ever been in service well the problem with that though is interconnectivity between um between the two engines right so two d- two of the same game running on different engines aren't gonna necessarily they, communicate all that well yeah. right no there's, but does it have as, to
1: be on the same engine can't they just make the
0: game on a different uh, that's what i'm saying if they ported it over somehow, then that would be the end of OG Apex, right? Everybody would have to move over. Reinstall. Uh, Yeah, everybody would have to completely reinstall. It wouldn't work on older consoles. Support would drop. uh, So you couldn't get,
1: so basically you couldn't even, you couldn't even do like a cross, cross. like you couldn't take your account. Hmm. Well, Well, no, because I guess a lot of games have EA accounts, like you have
0: an EA account, like I guess it would work the now that I think about it, I guess it would work the same way as an update. You just require everybody to to Change download sources. this in this huge patch, uh, that basically just reinstalls the game with something new. I guess you could do that.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like so instead of like going, We're making Apex Two, just fucking and always all reason I'm saying that is because they could carry this thing. And instead of doing what other games have done and be like, we're making a number two. And then like people go, it's not as good as the first, but like just fucking continue on the path, incrementally increase, like making the game better. And like imagine like this becomes the longest game of service in history.
0: That would be super cool. But the thing is to take that big of an investment financially, it would make sense too branded as a two uh because if you're stopping service people go for, to shiny new Nice. yeah people people move over to the new one you might but lose I a few like players you but you also a gain a lot of old players right here's um, what i
1: think though when you do that you get i think you get a a bigger surge of what we already see in the community which is anytime is the patch update the critics the people who are critics but they're still playing but like right, critics,
0: right. I mean, I, I guess She's they gonna just come did. and they're
1: going to go, this is fucking what the fuck do they do? And and that on a jump off of a launch is bad press because all the people that are going to be your press for the next iteration are going to be all of the people from the first iteration.
0: I, I I just thought of something and I don't know why I none of neither of us fucking thought of this a minute ago. It, it's literally got all the answers to what we're talking about, except for one detail. It's World of Warcraft. This is this is the model of World of Warcraft. Uh, it's yeah. a game as a service. Yeah, expansions are sold, but games were kind of done differently then. And yeah. Apex could honestly probably uh, figure out some way to make something like that happen. Or even the, if co- if cosmetics really uh, compensate that much, um, as opposed to what World of Warcraft does with expansions, and I imagine well. they do, then they could do a the first free. Uh, first free game that keeps getting iterated, such as World of Warcraft, if they're able to keep uh, okay. it like that as a brand. Yeah. Um, well, considering so rather than a uh, subscription model, they, they do cosmetics, and if it makes up the difference, if it's worth maintaining, right. that could, that could fe- be feasible, yeah.
1: Considering Apex and FIFA are carrying EA. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, Apex is bigger than FIFA, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know about that. FIFA's is big. I know FIFA's big, huge. but
0: a lot of people had huge gripes with FIFA too. But yeah, my fucking roommate, like my my old roommate, that guy was a FIFA fiend, dude. He's, he's I, I listen. I don't. I day. don't even
1: like sports games, and like I don't like sports games. But yeah. I heard the fucking news that FIFA had a buy like a monetary system that people were fucking losing their mind about.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. Like horrid oh i think it's I, I think it was like a pay-to-win thing where you like roll like get loot boxes of players yeah. or rewards for players and stuff like that and they have different stats that are super good yeah yeah so it's like ser- like literal pay-to-win most <laughs> scummiest of scummy games
1: i just saw a thing recently that said there's a what was it there's a something Oh, the new Bloodhound skin is pay to lose or something. Oh <laughs> so no! Something, something came up as like uh, one of the movement content guys had shown something like, um, buying this skin actually does this or something like it actually decreases something
0: in the game. Yeah, I was like, damn,
1: <laughs> dude, how the fuck is that possible?
0: <laughs> Sounds like a like a programming error for sure. There a pay to lose. Oh, feels bad. I remember uh, seeing when I was playing Overwatch. Uh, there was this one Zenyatta skin that didn't increase the size of your hitbox, but he had a fucking giant feather on the top of his head. So they knew where you were. <laughs> yeah. So like if you were ducking or something like that, they could see the fucking stupid ass feather. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple people started using that uh, skin as like a meme thing. That's funny. <coughs> Excuse me. I have to piss like a horse, dude. Go pee, man. All right, I'm gonna hit pause. I need to refill. I need to refill my water too, so I'll get back. Water. Yeah, it's poison the water. <laughs> but I don't drink in front of my kids, and I don't smoke weed in front of my kids. Well, I'll, I'll drink yeah. a couple of beers in front of the kids or something like that. But I yeah, won't yeah. smoke any weed, you know, in front of the kids. Um, you know, and. And I don't even mean like showing them the weed, like, I mean, like smoking it out back where they can't see me and then like hanging out with my kids stone. But I feel like that would be, I feel like nothing but good would ever come from that. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is about that stigma that's been ingrained in people's childhood. Yeah. Like it, it shows the effects of indoctrination and you have to recognize it in yourself. And I just realized in this moment that I've been stigmatized to weed around my kids. Like if I'm not driving anywhere, if I'm not doing anything, then if you're not irresponsible, like, right. I guess the, well, I I know what it is. The big thing, the big thing. You would have
1: to, you would have to then explain to them similar to drinking and smoking, similar to the birds and the bees. It's just, it would be
0: another lesson. You would have to
1: teach like, Oh yeah. I I mean,
0: I mean, eventually, yeah. I mean, I might not say anything to them initially and just try they to— They pick
1: up on shit, dude.
0: Yeah, they do. If they're asking why I'm weird, you know, uh, then I guess I would just tell them, like, uh, I, I, I smoked uh, some stuff or, like, I don't know. I just—I I don't think if I would— If I wasn't
1: really fucked up, I would just say, I would just say, I don't know. Like, I'm just feeling, like, tired and, I don't know, I'm just feeling kind of goofy today.
0: Yeah, well, you know what I mean Deadies just being silly or something like that yeah, yeah like unless
1: I was blatantly like fucking altered
0: yeah you know yeah. what I mean like if you're fucking zonked I, I don't think that's productive but I, right. I think I think the biggest thing is I don't drink I, I don't drink and drive and I don't smoke and drive either I'm just I just don't like to do it yeah that doesn't mean I haven't done it <laughs> but, right you know when it was necessary but uh, well I, we've all learned things. right right but if if absolutely possible i'm not going to drive stoned or drunk and the thing is if there is an emergency or a reason that i need to take the kids to the hospital or drive them the fuck out or something like that and they none of them has a capability of driving then i I feel like being impaired is a little irresponsible on some level of course of course and that that's just my morals you know because if your kids are self-sufficient and you know that there's not going to be, they, they if they're safe enough, you know, because right. kids have to take risks, right? You know, kids should take risks, make tough kids. It's
1: part of growing up. Yes.
0: Right. And that helps you learn in, imperative decision-making behavior. Called um, independence for a reason. Yeah. Independence, being able to think for yourself, you know, how you you grow as a person? At the same time, you do have Our to- Our job is to give it
1: to them in portions. It's, it's, to, it's to, it's to, that responsibility and that thing is something that grows as you mature like as you learn
0: right it's allowing them to accept responsible risks yes you can't um, throw them
1: to the fucking, throw them into the water and like see if right they right <laughs> uh
0: but you know th- there is a line that you 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 do have to tow uh, as a parent somehow or another for sure uh
1: i've never but, been i i don't so like the weed thing i've never been Actually, I should say like maybe like twice I think marijuana has made me feel like
0: not capable of
1: something. Right, right. You know what I mean?
0: No, definitely been there.
1: <laughs> like, you know, like a couple of times, right? And and that's part of the reason why I, I don't like doing it, even though I like it, if that right, makes right. sense. Like, I like it. I like the effects of it. I wish I could do it more because I know the benefits of it. I know it would make, it would help certain things, right? Right. Right. But the problem I have is with my, I don't know if it's my brain or ADD or, or whatever. The reason I play these video games at night after the kids go to bed is because I don't, I can't fucking sit around. Right. Like it's, it's regular shit's not engaging enough. Like This is my time. Like, you know what I mean? Like I wake up in the morning and all I'm doing is getting the kids ready, making sure they have all their stuff, getting up to daycare, getting myself to work, working. If I have time on lunch, I may have to do something like adult, (laughs) like I may have to run an errand. I may have to call something I've and then back to work after lunch and then. Then I have to pick up the kids, and then I have to feed the kids, and then, and then when the kids go to bed, it's like ah. But I don't want to fucking sit on the couch.
0: Right, and this is going to get into one of my favorite topics of conversation. So I'm sorry, we're probably about to have a fucking three hour podcast. Or four Let's hour, fucking four. go. It's already three hours. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, um, Joe Rogan, watch out, bro. Right. We coming uh, for you. <laughs> so, uh, so I, psychology fascinates me for one. Um, yeah, I, I fucking absolutely love it. Um, kind of wish I had pursued a career, but kind of glad I didn't. Uh, in the state of things, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. So, it sounds like a there, there's there's really two things here because you could have ADHD, and you I think that most people should get tested. Uh, but finding a reliable doctor to diagnose it properly and misdiagnose something else is incredibly difficult. Uh, for sure and there are doctors out there that make honest mistakes and there are doctors out there that really push certain things uh well
1: which is, any dr- doctor that wants to shove pharmaceuticals on you right
0: uh, is, you have to be skeptical right Get and it, opinions right and th- those can be a problem and it's a very subjective science uh as things are right now also
1: specifically doctors get bonuses for prescribing things which is fucking psychotic so, some of them do,
0: not all of them. Um, no, but
1: like, pharmacists send representatives to hospitals, and th- and oh, they yeah. literally they're just selling them.
0: Stuff. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, they I, buy
1: they. Dude, my wife used to work in the pharmacy at the hospital. <coughs> the pharmacy a pharmacy rep would show up, like a, uh, whatever pharmaceutical company rep would show up. Yeah, yeah. And the pharmaceutical rep would buy the department lunch every single time they came.
0: I, I don't I don't doubt it, man. It's just like, yeah, they yeah. also, they also give them swag, dude. we <laughs> be at a concert. I believe it, man. But, um, when you, when you do find a good doctor and it's important right. to, a, a lot of people say don't self-diagnose and you shouldn't self-diagnose,
1: but, but you, you need should... to also be
0: introspective, right? You, you need to be able to, you a, know, your own body, man, right? You, you need to research. You know, yes. you need to research, but don't diagnose yourself with every goddamn thing you come across. Be honest No, yeah, especially so. not a Web MD, dude. You have cancer for sure. Right. <laughs> and just because you have two, two, three symptoms of one thing, especially in psychology, does not mean you have said thing. Right. Those symptoms can be very, very broad. Um, you know, like Some symptoms ten- are
1: just called being human, also.
0: Right. You know, and A lot of these things are learned, learned things that are more a therapy issue. And a lot of these things, some of these things are actual chemical imbalances or chemical deficiencies like ADHD, uh, that legitimately cause a problem. and should be addressed. Um, at the end of the day, it's just chemicals firing. All of our emotions, uh, are our bodies. That's everything. Right. And you do have some modicum of control over it. Um, believe it or not. You can alter the fuck out of it with behavior. Because once you understand that- What if it's your endocrine system, right? uh, Endocrines, I believe, uh, are, I think that's more of a body thing. I can't remember exactly. Endocrinology. Okay, I might be wrong No, 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 you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I think you're correct. Sorry. Because Uh, like
1: dopamine, all those things, you can alter them. You can actually change your behavior and control them. To a level- you can alter no, your... If you ha- no, I'm saying not if you have like a... If you have a physical... Something wrong with... Physically wrong in your body. Right, right. That is an issue with the way the chemicals are produced or distributed or whatever. Right. Like Yeah, you can't fix that. But like people that have... So there's a dude I listen to. He's a Stanford professor named uh, Andrew Huberman. And he has a podcast and he teaches people all about like sleep and how to change your reward system and all that stuff so that you don't become addicted to the chemicals that your body produces.
0: Right. Okay. I know what you're talking about.
1: Cause like that, a lot of people like reward, 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 reward. I need everything now, 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 now. And that becomes a thing where like you can never catch it. You're never happy. Like that's how people get depressed sometimes. They're never happy. They always need something. Giving them a hit of good, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying. And the the method for this um, is really just learning to understand your body's response and whether yes. or not it is appropriate or not appropriate. That's called emotional intelligence. Yep. Um, and you need to be objective about it, which is very very difficult because it requires you to rid yourself. Not be emotional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. You have to, you have to rid yourself of ego. Um, You, one would
1: say that uh, maybe mind-altering drugs like psilocybin allow you to step outside of yourself so you can see yourself from a different perspective.
0: Right. It it is widely said that the main, um, the main draw about uh, psilocybin, psilocybin, whatever, uh, mushrooms is that psilocybin, I don't, psilocybin,
1: psilocybin, psilocybin. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Sisyphus? What?
0: Yeah, I don't fucking know. Uh, So the the main draw about them is that they're said to cause ego death. um, Temporarily, at least, which allows you to alter your perspective dramatically, free from a lot of your own biases that you don't recognize that you have. And part of becoming emotionally intelligent uh, is learning to be objective about your emotions and determining whether you're uh, response is appropriate this is the technique that they use for anger management my my parents yes. use this it's the classic count the ten, count to 10 technique yes and the reason is it allows you to maybe you have a short burst of anger and then you count to 10 and you give your body time to process that this is not the appropriate response you know it's a chemical surge you to know, be angry like you don't need to overreact but you right. can tone this down to the proper level of angry so we can have a conversation maybe a stern one you know and I caught myself uh, I, I think when I really started to be more introspective about my emotions uh, it was because of my daughter um, mm-hmm. and when I was growing up I had a real dick hole of a stepdad that yelled at me constantly it was very emotionally abusive sometimes physically yeah um, and he was just not a not a good guy uh, yeah. My mom finally left him, but I by that time I was already a teenager. Yeah, uh, this is an impact know. for sure, right? So I, I'd already developed <laughs> the mental scars from all this bullshit, and right. I, I'm not saying I had it bad. You know, we were a middle class family, something like that. You know, like lower to middle uh, middle class. Well, and also some adversity is also beneficial, right? Right. You know,
1: but not uh, saying been, like oh go out and be a dickhead. Like just I'm just saying like there's right. problems in life and. Everybody's got different types of problems, but you can turn those problems into positives if you learn about them.
0: Right. Like, I'm no stranger to trailers and water and Cheerios, but, you know, I, we also had like a a nice car and stuff <laughs> at one point growing up. You know, my mom worked out. Oh, her yeah. When I
1: was it. real young, man, we, my mom was single, single mom. We had a shit fucking apartment. Oh, yeah. Big we, time. Cheerios, fucking what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Right. Been there. My mom had um, a Ford, a Ford Escort.
0: Oh, my mom too. Geo Metro. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, uh, my mom did. had a Dodge Neon at one point. I think like, same I like fucking it. thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so I grew up with that kind of crap, and you know, I always told myself because I, I never met my biological father either, which is another set of fucking issues that I never thought I'd have to address. I didn't care. I thought, uh, right? So, uh, therapy it helps. Um, yeah, it was actually my marital counselor uh, that uh, tapped that into it. Kind yeah. of broke through it because I've never been to like therapy just for that, right, uh, right? But during our marital counseling, she suggested we do some solo sessions, and holy shit, she was really good. Yeah. Um. um and she was a very Christian woman too. It was like a, just, she was a Christian therapist, but didn't practice as a Christian therapist. You know. Um. Just. Yeah, she was objective in her counseling. Yeah, yeah. Phenomenal woman. The horse girl, but phenomenal. <laughs> but, um so a- anyway. Did you just say horse girl? Yeah, yeah. Y- you know, girls that like horses are always fucking weirdos.
1: Oh okay. <laughs> I just had a flashback. It's fucking... oh uh, my God.
0: Not the videos from Tijuana.
1: No, I had a flashback <laughs> to um Shane Gillis' comedy special, which just fucking made me <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs>
0: um yeah. uh, Oh, so I, I completely lost my place there. Uh, so so yeah, she helped I could me have out. Just with, uh, taking you on a wild horse ride. I, I know. Right? <laughs> stay oh, on track. Yeah. Here. Anyway, um, so we we talk all that shit or whatever, and you know I, I learned a, bit, a little bit about myself, and then uh, later on uh, I get divorced, right? And I get divorced. And moved home I move out get my own place or whatever and uh you know I was having to do the, the three kids by myself for the first time uh and paying all this child support because I pay a ridiculous amount of child support uh I got hosed yeah. in court I was really bitter for a very long time about that um yeah luckily I've I've come come to terms with that and we have a great co-parenting <laughs> relationship uh that I'm pretty proud of actually but um at the well, time should be, yeah. you know that's fucking awesome yeah Yeah, um it is Um, sucks that
1: it comes to that like
0: but it does but when people don't when when people don't grow up you know and learn to learn that you're just gonna have to coexist with this person and you might as well not be fucking bitter about it no i i I think
1: you can be i'm just saying i think you could be be bitter about the
0: financial
1: situation because i think it is pretty broken in this country sometimes right the way oh, that
0: works and don't get me wrong i completely disagree with how all that shook out and i got totally fucked and she did a lot of fucked up shit to me uh in from from my point of view
1: right um, but you can still and I'm, also think... separate that from right
0: yeah that
1: we are raising children together we are bonded for life
0: right like i'm not excusing her for her mistakes but right. I'm not punishing my kids for it, and right. at this exactly. point, she she won that battle, and I'm not going to punish myself by making it miserable to interact with this fucking person. Unless they're yeah. being miserable, then yeah. it's like- you can waste all your
1: time fighting that
0: battle, or you can work on yourself. <laughs> you, you know what I mean, right? Like if she doesn't raise a stink, mm-hmm. I don't either, and it's like, hey, the kids are cool, <laughs> you know? Absolutely, yeah, fuck yeah. But um, at you the have time, guns. You have yeah, computers.
1: Yeah. You have nice stuff.
0: Like, I, I pay you every month. It's just a fucking bill at this point. Just fucking take it and tell me how the kids are doing. All right. You know, uh, and at the time, it fucking ruined my life. Like, literally, I, I, I lost uh, living in a beautiful home in a neighborhood that I grew up in, uh, right in the cul-de-sac, a beautiful subdivision. Um, you know, it was a great house. We got out of the deal. Uh, I was working a job that I eh, didn't love, but it was a fucking job and I didn't mind doing it. Yeah, the but whatever
1: else is great. It's like, yeah, your sacrifice. everybody sacrifices something and like,
0: you know, right, right. You know, and yeah, work wasn't great. It wasn't super fulfilling or anything, but I was making enough to provide enough for my family to be, you know, for us to be happy. It's just rewarding um, in itself. Yeah. You know, I was perfectly content and I loved my wife, and I'm not gonna lie, I fucking I did love her. Um yeah. and everything was, you know, all hunky dory. Well eventually we had more our hunky own... than dory or <laughs> Well you, you know, when when couples stop being intimate and start arguing more, it, it just puts stress a on a nightmare.
1: Things. It's a nightmare.
0: Right. And we did almost break up uh something like three years in, uh something like that. And, um, that's when we went to counseling the first time and that saved our marriage for a good while. Um, it was the best thing we ever did. Biggest mistake was stopping going to marital counseling. Uh, Um, but I highly recommend it for pretty much every couple. If be serious about it, when you go, you know, don't blow it off or anything, but if you take it seriously, they can fucking help you. Mm -hmm. Um, and it cleaned up a lot of the poor parts of our relationship, especially, um, you know, on my end, I had to learn to. Uh, do a few more responsibilities as a husband, right? You know, I had to take on some extra responsibilities, and we made some concessions about how things should work. Uh, and yes. she made some concessions of mine, you know. And we were able to talk and try new things, and uh, you know, save money for certain things, you know, and learn how to communicate was the big thing, right? Uh, so that learning how to communicate was extremely valuable. Um, but aside from that, we things things got bad. We finally went to counseling after she said I want a divorce. Uh, you know, I begged her to go to counseling. Uh, we went to one session, uh, and I'll never forget the fucking question uh, that, our counsel- that our counselor asked at the end of the session. Uh, she said, if you could push a button, um, if you could just push a magic button and all the problems that you have uh, in this relationship would be solved, would you press it? And of course, I answered yes, and she answered no. Uh, that's it yeah see she was not in love with me anymore um, I thought see I thought that was gonna go a different way uh, well, she, she she did cheat at one point um but
1: no, no no I thought the question was gonna be if you could push a button and all of your all of the problems outside of your personal relationship would go away would the personal relationship work
0: uh that's, that's what I a thought interesting question too
1: that's the, the question i thought because a lot of times people's relationships get stressed based on external factors right and it's just that it's just you not knowing how to overcome them that gets in the way of your relationship
0: right and i, I think a lot that, of people i think it like, works say, the inverse too because if you both no, yeah. answer yes I, then we could identify the problem and fix it
1: exactly that's what i was that's what i was wondering and then and i thought like maybe like Similar to what you answered, like you were like, yes, if, if all of our external problems went away, then things would be hunky dory. And then she was like, no, (laughs) that's what I thought. Right. That's what I was thinking.
0: Uh, If you said that, then it's, you know, this, okay, it's a problem within the relationship Then you got to. Right. Which I thought like was might be
1: typically I know people say marriages work and stuff like that, or like relationships are work and I, they are. To an extent, but I think that there's also a factor of people, people are, are a certain way. Right. And right. even when they grow, they become a certain way. And yeah, you can like alter certain things, but like there are ultimately, sometimes there are divides that just aren't going
0: to work right. themselves it, out. Irreconcilable, right, differences and differences. Yeah. Like and it's
1: like, I, I, the whole like uh, relationships or
0: work, marriages
1: work things like, cool. I, I, I understand that it's work and everybody has to concede some things or like, you know, you, you pick each other slack up on things. Like I, right, I get right. it, but there's also things like I'm not going to be somebody I'm I'm not also.
0: Right. Right. You know, you, you know, know what I mean? People change over time and sometimes the changes that you both make become incompatible and it can happen at in any fucking age right, right. you can't say your 20 year old self is all that similar to your 30 year old self and yes. probably not between 30 and 40 or 40 and 50 either you're a different person
1: i would imagine i think a lot of and i've heard this from other probably from podcasts to be honest with you but like other people like different cultures and stuff like that like people will say that well like jordan peterson Talks about stuff like this and also like, um, specifically like, um, Indian American immigrants and stuff for like arranged marriage type, uh, backgrounds. They all say this, this similar thing that like people have kind of lost the idea that um, like people these days believe that marriage is like, uh, this love story from a movie. Mm -hmm. Whereas like marriage and a family is, is more so like you're together because you have a goal, like everything's so romanticized about this true love story. When like an actual relationship is actually like, you guys have the same goal. It started out as you, you were attracted to each other and you had fun and and all that stuff. But if, if after that, the goal was to have a family and and a structure and a better life, and to procreate and all that, then that, that's, that was still the goal. And that's not necessarily like a love story. That's, that's a family. It becomes right. a different thing. And it's right. n- and for like one partner to be like, I still want the love story. It's just like, a, it's kind of an unrealistic thing you've brought. If you brought children into the world, if you decided to get married, it's, it's not everything is like roses and shit like that like once the honeymoon phase is over people don't realize that like the relationship is going to change like for sure right the fact that, the fact of the matter is do you both want to go forward and do that together
0: right and You know, one, one half of me wishes that I had waited to marry until my thirties and then another portion of me kind of is kind of glad that I didn't because that means you
1: wouldn't, you would never know. You can't go hindsight.
0: Right. Well, I mean, you would never know. It's not a bad idea to have hindsight and, you know, potentially learn from mistakes, but you can also go for
1: sure. But like,
0: you also have to wait in negatives of if you wouldn't have gone that path, you know, you wouldn't have, you you wouldn't have the kids you have today. Um, you also wouldn't have big, learned what you learned, right. You wouldn't have learned what you learned. You wouldn't, have, you could
1: have done the same thing if you had waited.
0: Right. And the benefit is getting to experience your twenties as a, you know, as a free person and having the experiences you have now, maybe, um, and at a younger age, but who knows how the right. fuck that would play it out. You know, you still wouldn't have had money and all that. Um, so well, the thing
1: is like what, what, like when you get married or you have, you start adding responsibilities. Those, you think like, oh, you get older, you get more mature. It's like, yeah, I, I understand that fully for sure. Like I'm definitely way different than I was. Oh, yeah. Big but, time. but like the lessons I've learned would never have been learned without been in the situation that I'm in. <laughs>
0: right. It, it's a whole case. So 20.
1: like for me to be prepared for wow. this without ever having tested
0: it is absurd. Right. And that's the reason we have hindsight so we can learn from those. Uh, yeah. Those yeah. For sure. Get wiser. But, you can't,
1: uh, you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't dwell on the, the past and go, fuck, if I would have done this different, everything would have been fucking awesome. It's like, no, you probably wouldn't fucking know half the shit, you know, now.
0: Right. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, oh, that was the point of the fucking story I was telling earlier. Um,
1: yeah, I'm just finishing so, your sentences. Don't yeah, worry yeah, about it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I almost forgot about it. Uh, so basically, yeah, I was in my I was in my own place after the fucking uh, divorce, and was just having a bad time. Generally, bad mood. Started to really hate my job at that point. Um, yeah, and it was just hell. You know, everything was just fucking terrible. And emotionally, I was not in a good place
1: it's probably and, fucking not fun to work that job when all your money you, you work it and then send all that money to someone else
0: yeah yeah <laughs> it was it was really bad my credit got it's emasculating really oh it, it is like i i work to earn all this fucking money and to see 1300 a fucking month just fucking go away like that and then i see like then she's still asking for money like for certain things like doctor bills oh and my I'm fucking like, god god you know, it, it's it's fucking infuriating. It's very difficult thing to deal with, right? I can't. It, it it's it's infuriating, and I'm not saying that my emotions that I had, you know, anger and stuff, uh, were misplaced or wrong. You know, I was justified.
1: No, but, it's just how you handle them. Yeah,
0: right. But the, yeah, the the manner in which I handled them and projected it onto my kids, that uh, sometimes was just not good. It's not something yep. I could have done. And there was one day. It was it was the turning point. I'll never forget it um my uh the my middle of my daughter's ella uh she was having a problem with wetting her pants and it would just seem to happen at the worst fucking times like right yeah, like
1: it always does dog
0: right like we're getting <laughs> in the car like we're behind we're running fucking behind getting yeah. in the car and then she like pees all over her pants and shit like in the car and all like,
1: fuck
0: so i gotta go get her some new clothes get the car seat take the cover off all that shit you know, and it's just a pain in the ass. And one one night she does it uh, right before bedtime, and I just fly off the fucking handle, you mm-hmm. know. And I am like, I, I start yelling about it, and like the I was full force yelling, like you you know yelling at your kids, being stern. And then yeah,
1: hundred percent right. been there. Yes. And then there's
0: yelling, like angry yelling, like you're yelling at somebody that you're about to fight, kind of yelling. And for some reason my tone went to that and my poor little girl bless our fucking heart dude uh she like like cowered uh in the corner um uh yeah. like kind of getting away from me or whatever and she was just bawling and that um it's a switch yeah it it flipped a switch because i, I recognized that exact uh yes. feeling i empathized yep. with it um, i've
1: been there 100 <laughs> percent.
0: right uh, so it flipped that switch in me. Sorry, cutting mouth here. Uh, it flipped that switch in me, and I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it flipped that switch and triggered that, that fucking response. And my brain was like, Hey, fuck you. What are you doing? You know, yeah. well, yeah. guess what? This is a fucking learned behavior. You, this is the shit that he did to you. Like, you're, you know, the step that I talked about. Uh, you know, this is the shit that you were put through as a child, and you're projecting it on her. That's a learned behavior you're becoming this person and i was like right no we're not doing that and um and from that point on i was like right never again we're controlling this shit and it did get better gradually it was not instant fucking change you know
1: no it's never it's not
0: But uh but yeah i I learned to i learned a lot of fucking patience and it's been a lot of time you sound like me I mean it's just emotional growth, you know, and not everybody is fortunate enough to experience it and I don't want to say it's a luck thing because you can take steps to for, become oh, more emotionally sure. intelligent
1: but also some people just but, don't understand how to some people just don't have any introspection right well, and people
0: aren't taught how to be introspective no it's well a, people great... aren't
1: people aren't even taught how to fucking learn anymore
0: right i mean they they're not taught a critical thought not on any meaningful level um, No, you know and we, we could get into the whole conspiracy theory about it being all now it's not design that. that's but, a different uh, episode yeah different different episode but <laughs> but no, yeah, you know, the
1: government trying to create fucking lemmings
0: right right yeah no different but, but, that's, but yeah, that's it, an
1: episode it, where we, where we, where both of us has to do an Alex Jones impression the entire episode. We got the documents. <laughs> <laughs> the government was trying to make
0: him <laughs>
1: make the freaking frogs gay.
0: Oh god, I love Alex Jones. But um, see
1: when the Illuminati was fucking Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> and, and,
0: oh god,
1: they made they they came up with a plot, and and the. And this this happened two hundred years ago.
0: It started. <laughs> You're going like into Ray Charles there at the end. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a good impression. I'm gonna tell you. Oh man, but but yeah, it's it's just not taught for whatever reason. People just haven't decided to teach introspection and um, like reflective emotional consciousness. uh Emotional intelligence is really the term but it seems to be coming I mean, up they've, they've
1: killed curiosity
0: yeah kind of um whenever you're taught the ability when there's constant
1: to... when there's constant um this kind of goes back to what like where this started it was like it started with you were going to diagnose me and then oh that's right um uh, wow uh, that like, went no, off well, the rails crashed so no this is what i'm going to tie it back in because With today's world, instead, uh, people don't have to sit and think and be curious and want to know because this constant fucking, uh, words, words is hard these days, um, (laughs) this constant stimulus. Yeah. 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 And it's pulling you, it's pulling you into escapism constantly. Right. And that's one of the things I've heard um, smart people say. On like, it sounds ridiculous. I learn everything from podcasts, <laughs> <laughs> not, but uh, like, this is where fucking smart people are talking, and it's not tainted by bullshit. Oh yeah,
0: um, I guess there's this real desire for long form media, and podcasts are incredibly easy to begin recording. It's very well, difficult to good, but I can listen yeah. to
1: it passively because regular working people don't have fucking time. <laughs> right. So, and, but and uh, wh- who's, who's they got, got said time to it? read a
0: book or take attention away or got time to watch a fucking three-hour exactly. documentary? Exactly. Exactly. And what's CNN
1: gonna tell me how to fucking live? fuck off, dude? Uh,
0: well, it's all like it's Pfizer, right? <laughs> it, it's all very safe, regurgitated, like very crafted perspective. You can't learn oh, shit in fucking right. three-minute segments, bro. I'm sorry. Right. Right. But, and um they, they focus too much on the fucking polish and production as opposed to the actual content. And oh they fucking somebody should polish Brian Stelter, dude. The fucking guy's a slob.
1: <laughs> um anyways, that's just that was just humor. The guy's probably yeah. way more talented I'll ever be at something. But I don't I don't know if you'd want to be talented at that. Um <laughs> But what I'm saying is like smart people I've heard what the fuck are we talking about? Oh stimulus and uh, the, the diagnosing you. No, no. Like, what, what was I going on? There's too much stimulus. There's no introspection.
0: The Fuck. podcast. You're supposed
1: to be, the, you're supposed to be the high one.
0: <laughs> um, then we got on to talking about podcasts and the value of.
1: No, no. But I was going to say, like, I learned it from a podcast. I just don't fucking remember what it was. Oh. Smart people were would say shit like this and I've heard it from multiple people. Um what were we talking about? People are introspective because it's too much stimulus. Oh, um kids kids aren't allowed to be bored anymore.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that was I, I, I've heard that before, but I can't remember exactly who it and was.
1: That, and like psychologists and a bunch of other people have said that kids need to fucking be bored. Right, and, it's the only time that they have to fucking sit and stew
0: right and, and start
1: thinking about their own shit.
0: Right. and that's the problem that especially now because we never taught introspection because you could be somewhat learned by uh, kids of the past, but getting today's world right. In today's world, you're you're correct that's exacerbated the problem. multitudes. And I I think it's the. I have a conspiracy about
1: this bullshit too. Oh geez,
0: there's a lot of conspiracies about social media.
1: Uh, No, not even social media. The fact, well, yes, and it it all ties together. Every time somebody makes, uh, not every time, a lot of arguments I hear people make about society today. There's so many instances where I can I can almost immediately tie it right back to the fact that the average working American is so undervalued that we don't have a fucking chance to do anything meaningful.
0: Oh, yeah. And Like, a big we don't problem. have
1: time to, to pay attention to our kids. Back in the day when a family of five could live off of one income, the kids were fucking taken care of. Right. Emotionally, there was somebody's job who was to maintain the house a little, more importantly, maintain the family. Right. Right. And one person's job was to go out and make the money and make sure that we could afford the stuff to keep the family. Right. Like one person could go out and work, right. And afford the house, afford the taxes, afford a fucking vehicle that was reliable enough and afford the food and afford the bills. And, and, I don't this isn't like a sexism thing, but the wife would stay at home. Wives women are emotionally intelligent. They're way more emotionally in tuned. Women would teach the kids soft skills. And men would teach the hard lessons and work ethic and all that. And it was a divide and conquer. And it was efficient. Right. And we don't have time for that now because almost every single middle class family has two working parents, and two average working parents can barely afford to send their kids to childcare so they can go to work. Right, and so like you lose of... money, but you lose less money than you make. But right. like, <laughs> but like, but then you don't get to raise your kids, and then and like, you're the stress like you like. Right now, my wife and I work different schedules, right? She works at night. She works doubles. She works far away. This is the first job she's had since we've been together that she's liked. Right. I'm not going to stop her from doing that. She actually likes the work. She hates that she has to drive over an hour. But she loves the job. So I can't, I don't want her to be miserable, that's not good for the kids either. Right. So she works at night. I work at, so like, it's like, a. I get the kids ready, bring them to daycare. Right. You know, the older ones get on the bus, go to school, come back to daycare after school, I pick them up after work. So by the time we get home, I literally make them supper and then bathe them every other day depending on how stinky they are <laughs> <laughs> or or what kind of accidents the youngest one had or whatever yeah and then it's like we we eat supper and then get them ready for bed and then i get a few hours of free time and then I do it all over again right the all the literally podcasts are saving any sort of anything, right? because and, there's no other way for me to take in or process. Right. Luckily I have a job that is, it's on me. It's physical for, you know, 90% of the time, it's just, I just got to work. I got to go right. to work and work and I can right. passively listen to stuff. If I didn't have that type of job, I would, I would have to be making double for it to be worth anything.
0: Right that that is like, pretty uh that this is actually legitimately pretty indicative of adhd um and the reasoning is just how adhd actually works are, are you aware of how the mechanism actually works that causes it
1: uh maybe not specific
0: i mean i want to hear what you have to say i i know i have it a rough i don't know right you know what i mean Um, uh, so i don't know if it's confirmed it's a, it's a theory but i'm pretty sure it's the accepted theory if it is yeah um Uh, So basically you have a baseline level of um, dopamine and for every little task uh, that normal people do, like chores or, you know, really anything that requires paying any kind of attention or whatever, you have your brain supplying a baseline uh, level of endorphins. So you are getting enough endorphins, you know, whatever task you're doing is rewarding enough, uh, you know, for your reward system in your brain every little task that you do is rewarding enough that you can stay on that task and continue doing it. And you're getting your fix of dopamine that your brain needs. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have ADHD, your baseline dopamine is lower than average. It's lower than normal. Oh, yeah, that sounds exactly right, dude. Right. So It's hard to get excited. Right. But when you do get excited or fixated or whatever, when something does reward, uh, that does give you that dopamine, you hyperfixate, like video games, they, trigger that dopamine really nicely and you do it as much as you can in your free time. Um, so it's not necessarily escapism. It's literally you're seeking the dopamine, uh, of the video game and you might have a bunch of hobbies. I know I fucking do. I got a shit ton of hobbies. I have it waves though. Yeah. Like if you have the means for doing it, then you go crazy. But if you don't have the means and you need to save, sometimes, you know, you find other outlets. It's not Uh, even the
1: means. It's it's, it's literally, this is the back to the argument I was saying is it's literally the time of the regular working class. Human being is so devalued.
0: Right. And time
1: talking about the the cash, the cash is part of it, but it's the time. Right. The fact that we all have to work as much as we do means that we don't have the time.
0: Right. To do other shit. And you have to be very careful. Um, when you go for a diagnosis too, because a lot of the time, uh, sufferers of ADHD can be diagnosed with depression. Um, and right. sometimes they develop it outright as a consequence of their ADHD and their dopamine needs not being stimulated, um, mm-hmm. which is rather unfortunate because it's very difficult to treat that aspect of it with um, any sort of uh, medication. Because, Without being dependent. Well, it's not even that it's not very dependent unless you, uh, develop a dopamine crash for being over-medicated, which you can very well do. Uh, Some of those
1: medicines are hardcore, dude.
0: Well, it's it's interesting because people that don't have ADHD don't have a dopamine deficiency. They get a dopamine overload, and it gives them kind of a high, you know. Um, And I don't understand what that feels like because when I take Ritalin or uh, I'm actually on Adderall now, I'm on 30 milligram, which I think is the max, actually. Um, but uh, whenever I take those, it's like a couple of cups of coffee, uh, and that's about it. You know, mm-hmm. I feel pretty normal and average. It does help moderately, uh, with staying on task with certain things. And I do find myself hyper fixating sometimes on the wrong thing. Um, but I it's use not, nicotine. Yeah. I, yeah, if I fucking use that too. It seems like everybody with hd at some point has smoked. Um, But like, it's like,
1: I, I, I tried to explain it to other people before. It's like, imagine having like a, imagine trying to like write in something or draw like an intricate picture, but you have a a pencil that's splintered and it's wobbly like cooked noodles (laughs) and you try to draw this thing so you can show the person what you're talking about. But this fucking thing you're drawing with is fucking all over the place. Right, right. And it's like, and it and, and it's not that the fact that like you're just drawing this messy picture. It's that like you realize that it's all over the place. So like you're so like you just don't draw. Right, right, right. But I take nicotine, and it like kind of like puts like a regular ass pencil in your hand, and you're like, here you go. Right. Now you can, now you can fucking do what you were supposed to do.
0: Right. It's a, it's a stimulant which affects, uh, people with ADHD that way because, uh, stimulants do, um, produce, but response. it's very
1: specific, dude, because caffeine, I don't like high doses of caffeine.
0: Right. It you gets your heart racing and everything. And that doesn't provide, uh, quite as much, um, dopamine uh as like cigarettes do uh on their own unless you are dependent on the caffeine and you basically require it as i as well. specifically then, avoid it yeah if you avoid it then it's oh, not I, I, do don't, I, I don't I don't
1: say i don't like i don't i i specifically seek out <laughs> sources of energy that are small in caffeine
0: right right and that helps keep you from being caffeine dependent um i remember when i used to work at starbucks um, fucking love that job by the way. Um and at the time Starbucks treated its employees very well.
1: Um They actually technically still do pretty well. Yeah, yeah. They're woke as fuck, but
0: the yeah, actual I mean, like
1: if you look at the stats of like uh their pay and their benefit packages and stuff, it's pretty good,
0: dude. Oh yeah. They they are one of the bigger companies that pretty pretty well walks the walk when it comes to liberal values. I still say Drink Dunkin' Donuts. I, I really like Starbucks. <laughs> you know, i fucking here, you like shit. You uh, like shit I water. You but like you, shit water. People shit on Starbucks so you much. You like burn. But, you
1: like burn popcorn. Fucking
0: coffee, dude. Uh, maybe if you're talking about Sumatra, Sumatra is fucking terrible. But like, I, Dunkin please, that yeah. Dunkin' Donuts is the best fucking coffee. Pikes play shits on Dunkin' Donuts, dude.
1: Dunkin' Donuts. Wait, that, I don't... Nobody even knows what the fuck you're talking about.
0: It's one of the... It's basically the coffee that they always have, um, like their main coffee. For years, they didn't have a main coffee. They had different, bre- different brews of coffee every day if you wanted actual coffee. Yeah, I get a Starbucks coffee, and I'm like, this tastes like fucking shit, dude. Yeah, like if it were... A few just a few years ago, you probably got something like a fucking Sumatra or one of the weird dirt tasting fucking coffees.
1: Yeah, it was just like a coffee and then I get this fucking burnt fucking bullshit. I'm like, this tastes like it was fucking a bag of popcorn I fucking put in the mic I push popcorn instead of listening to the directions.
0: Right. Yeah. Sometimes if you go there and get a coffee and get like a fucking uh shitty one, then they're pretty awful. But they Best finally coffee spent I ever on-
1: had a Starbucks was a nitro cold brew.
0: Oh, they do have really good cold brews. But the problem is is that every other
1: Starbucks I went to after I got that nitro cold brew didn't fucking have a nitro cold brew. Oh no. (laughs) And I I was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? This is like a smooth Guinness without the alcohol.
0: Yeah, yeah. Are you well, I don't know if you're a coffee lover. I have a weird feeling. I'm not not a coffee lover. I like
1: it. I like when I have a good one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, my favorite drink of all time, uh, from Starbucks is the, uh, ice caramel macchiato. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, a fucking perfect drink, um, for somebody that loves coffee or espresso. Even. Right. Right. And it's basically the, the hot version, you know, you steam the milk and all that good shit. Uh, but in the cold version, uh, you pour your milk, then you pour your shots on top of the milk, uh, yep. and then it flows down and then you add your flavoring and you don't stir it. Yeah, uh, well, a macchiato is just, it, it comes out half and half, basically. Right. So, as you're drinking it, first, it's, like, really sweet, really, really milky. And it eases you into the bitter uh, of the espresso as you go. When you get to the bottom, yeah. it's, like, just the well, espresso. But well, when the
1: espresso comes, it's,
0: like, a nice fucking reprieve. <laughs> right. You know, it's it's, like, okay, that's way too, that's a little sweet for me. And then it's, like, oh, this is really... This is really nice and perfect, and smooth. But right, then it's, and still, you, it's
1: still too rich. And then by the time the coffee comes, you're like, "Oh yeah, that's what I've been looking for."
0: Right, yeah, that's what I've been looking for, babe. And uh, it's it's just a fucking great drink. I I I love the damn thing. And uh, anyway, it sounds like far. my life in a nutshell. What's that? It
1: sounds like, like, it sounds like any type like of of food or anything like I will drink a bunch of beer, and then I'm like, fuck, I'm hungry. <laughs> and then you go for, like, the opposite. You know what I mean? Like, or I'll have a big plate of nachos, and I'll be like, fuck, that was so good. But it was so fucking, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh... Oh, what the fuck's wrong with me? The word that describes, like, flavor. Um...
0: Uh, umami? <laughs> no, flavor. Like, it's a flavor profile. Savory? and see, umami um, umami is a flavor profile it's just a weird one well that sounds like some sort of fucking uh that sounds it's... like something that you would learn out of a you know, you know what ramen broth tastes like or like cha- katsu ramen uh uh-huh. you know you know what like ramen like ramen noodles like real ramen noodles the broth and stuff tastes like
1: <sighs> real ramen noodles what are you talking about dude
0: like you know, actual like restaurant ramen, not like the package ramen.
1: Maybe, but I'
0: not sure. So like, um,
1: uh, umami. That, umami like sounds su- like a an ad I got on YouTube for a fucking game that I didn't want to play. <laughs> but,
0: um, yeah, it, it's, umami it's like sounds it, like an anime porn. You no, know, it, is, it is very like bunch of Japanese thing and Japanese Chinese thing, but um, basically it's that it's it's kind of similar to savory, but not quite that. You know, MSG is fucking full of it. Uh, fish, yeah, like okay, fish broth,
1: yeah, MSG, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Madison uh, Square Garden. <laughs> it's, what is it, mono monosodium glutinate? I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, by but the yeah, way, like, it's, it's not fucking dangerous. Use it for everything. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I,
1: I, is it in Doritos? Cause that's just like crack, dude. Oh, it's gotta be. But um, Dorito, dude, nacho cheese Doritos. I don't care who the fuck you are, dude. The, I, I I try all the Doritos, right? And every once in a while, I'm like, yeah, I could go for like a different Dorito. But yeah, the yeah. fucking nacho cheese Dorito is fucking unbeatable.
0: It's such a fucking throwback. Like it's it's a it's a go to, just a constant in the chip world.
1: <laughs> but like, but. Uh, is the same as like a uh, Republican Democrat. Like if some people are like, oh,
0: no, dude, Cool Ranch, bro. I'm like, no, nah, dude, you aren't cracked, it. <laughs> nacho cheese. Eh, it depends on what I'm feeling because sometimes I will choose Cool Ranch over Nacho Cheese, but I never dislike choosing Nacho Cheese. Sometimes I regret right. Cool Ranch.
1: So You sound like a true centerist. You got a center right. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so back to my thing, I was like, I'll, I'll be like, You know, nachos sound really good. Make a plate of nachos, cheese, maybe leftover taco meat from the night before, or, like, maybe had some pulled pork recently. Deja vu, like, crazy right now. Sprinkle that pulled pork on there. You know, I'm a fucking king of, like, making shit out of fucking nothing. Like, (laughs) I I don't like to... I don't want to say I don't like to cook. I just don't like to cook in, like, priority list. We just talked about like when nobody has fucking any time. Like I'm not gonna right, spend right. time cooking. I, I I'm trying to feed the kids something that they're going to actually eat, and then like right, we have right. to get ready for bed. So that's a fucking. I don't spend struggle. time like fucking around with cooking, but I have in the past, and I do enjoy it when I want to. But like I'm so good at making shit out of what whatever we have. Right. So like. Fucking make a plate of nachos, man. Eat it up. Sour cream. Fucking whatever you got. Like, it could be anything. And then after, like, a fucking full serving of that, you're like, good God. You know what would be really good right now?
0: Ice cream. <laughs> oh, God. I feel that so it, like hard. It just cuts
1: through the, like, the spicy salty. Right. And just, like, flips the flavor. Pro- and, like, after you eat a plate of nachos, my palate's just, like, I need the other.
0: <laughs> I know. I know exactly what you mean, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, I get it so hard. It's it. I, I went on a diet for a good while uh, and lost a bunch of weight. Like, especially like right, right after the divorce happened. Um, like, well, yeah, like you got to get on that market. Guy. You got to yeah, fucking yeah. You gotta put yeah. that
1: nice shit out front.
0: And I didn't realize how fucking fat I'd gotten. I was up there. At, in high school, I wrestled at 145 pounds at the same height I am now. I'm 6'0". Uh, I was 145. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I was lean. I thought I was lanky, bro. You had me beat a little. Well, I, I was 145 benching. Uh, Why, well, you one, were
1: cut. you were, If you were competing, especially. Yeah, you know, yeah I
0: was a wrestler. Um, I was benching. What is it? The a plate plus the 25 on each side. I don't remember what the fucking calculation for that is, but I was benching that that's
1: solid. That's solid. solid. Oh yeah, for
0: that weight, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, and later on after high school, you know, I did my thing, got married, didn't go to the fucking gym, didn't know how to eat, had a terrible relationship food, still kind of do. Um, but
1: when All I got the divorced, don't help. That's
0: for sure. Right. Right. When I got divorced, uh, my weight was something in the realm of like 260, something like that. Holy fuck. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit, and I scoured the internet to learn what the fuck to do, started counting calories, uh, tried a little bit of uh, intermittent fasting, um, yep. and I, w- I won't swear by that. I don't think there's any fucking science behind the whole thing, but if nothing else, it really helps to plan your day. Um, well, like,
1: intermittent fasting is, has some Pretty good science on um, weight loss for sure, and like typically, your brain functions better in a fasted state than it does in a a, uh, caloric surplus,
0: right? But the thing is, like,
1: as far as like the full on like um, life changing thing, there's a debate on that, (laughs) right? As far as like
0: um, mortality and stuff, right, right. The the thing about it is any diet science is really kind of a crapshoot because we don't understand nearly as much about human diet as we think we do. Um, it changes
1: vastly human to human also.
0: Right. Like, who the fuck taught us what our diet was supposed to be and should we be eating fucking berries and, you know, barely cooked meat like our ancestors? You know, that doesn't mean that's correct, but it also no, doesn't
1: mean— co- First of all, they've pretty much determined that cooking is very important for most things. <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, yeah, it is, it is now.
1: Um, some, foo- some foods are actually more nutrient-dense after being cooked.
0: Right, right. And I'm not saying you know, cookies are bad by any means. I'm just saying evolutionarily. Um, well, yeah, you know, we didn't cook shit because we could. We didn't know
1: fucking how to.
0: <laughs> right. So what does the modern human body actually need? Well, we have indicators of what it needs, but we have no fucking idea what are the changes Sh- on your work, uh, changes on your bio, like your genetics and everything, right? It's extremely fucking subjective uh, yeah. and anything can affect anyone. But we do have a few constants like calories in, calories out, as much as people fucking hate to admit it, at the end of the day, no matter what other factors are coming into play. And
1: sugar is bad. is pretty well established,
0: right? Well, you know, on some level, you do need carbs to build muscle. That's that's just fucking fact and carbs yes are but your body your
1: body will make
0: carbs without carbs it will but it's much more efficient uh if you add carbs in your diet when you're trying to build muscle or, or going for uh maintenance things like that it's important for the actual physical energy if you're exerting a lot of energy you're doing a lot of cardio you do need carbs oh for um, sure but you
1: also need to it depends on where where you're getting them also right it's better to have complex carbs but <laughs> in and the roller coaster of sugar is, is
0: just, it's pretty much simple. Like regular sugar. It's right. Just, it's just horrible. Right. And the, the big problem with sugar isn't sugar is bad or that, you know, carbs are bad or whatever. It's not even that it's that so much of our diet from, uh, the modern world is geared towards very high carb stuff. You'll, you'll be amazed at when you start setting calorie goals and tracking calories and what has, a lot of calories and what doesn't like vegetables of any sort, like broccoli and shit like that i fucking love bro fucking love broccoli it's one of my favorite fucking things in the world it's like steamed broccoli raw broccoli well, my, like, i don't want
1: to say i love broccoli but like if i gotta eat a vegetable it's one of the fucking definitely one of the easiest
0: ones to fucking right. eat dude right and i realized when i was trying Mostly to lose water you know what i mean like yeah it's yeah. good eating it yeah it's nice and good texture and it's like it's not, doesn't it doesn't feel heavy it
1: doesn't feel strong on the palate it's not the, the texture yeah exactly the texture of like a bowl of peas is obnoxious yeah <laughs> but i could eat broccoli no problem yeah i fucking love broccoli especially and, the florets
0: yeah yeah i love those
1: well um start getting the fucking chopping up the stalks. i'm like ah, eh, i could fucking take it or leave
0: this uh, i don't really yeah do like the actual stocks are kind of me i don't think there's any nutritional benefit to them but if you get
1: but if the stock is attached to the floret i'm okay but if you give me like the cheap cuts
0: <laughs> yeah I'm i know what you mean like the weird blocks that they have in bags sometimes yeah give bags. me the florets please yeah um but yeah like i i realized i could get those dollar frozen bags of broccoli and i could eat the yep. whole fucking bag by myself 60 calories and like oh, yeah. all kinds of like good, uh, micronutrients and shit like that. And I'm like, fucking I'm in. So I bought that fuck out of those things. And one of the classic go-to meals for anybody that's, uh, trying to lose chicken weight.
1: Chicken and or broccoli. I brought rice.
0: Chicken and broccoli. And I didn't realize that until that's what I naturally did. When I started learning about diet. I was like, Hmm, what would go good with this broccoli? That's kind of low, uh, fucking fat and cheap. Oh, chicken. Perfect. Chicken and broccoli. And then you know i i did that for a while did different variations of different things and started like making conscious choices like okay these are my options what can i make with this i started learning how to cook like proper cook yep. um and figured out that i kind of fucking love it and while you can get really fucking calorically fucking her- terrible with cooking uh relatively easy easily you can also Take steps to make your cooking less impactful, more filling, uh and oh, yeah. still like yeah. incredibly pl- flavorful. Like you don't have to fucking punish yourself uh, when you're on a Dude, diet. Dude, you can you flavor to-
1: the fuck, people don't realize this. You can flavor <laughs> the fuck out of foods pretty fucking easily if you just learn a little bit about like the spices you like. Right. And don't buy a fucking bottle of sauce.
0: Right. Like one of the things I, I started doing was I used to love fucking fried chicken, right? You know, and like it was yep. one of the things I made. A, it was paying the fucking ass to make fried chicken. Uh, but B, Dude, I
1: made fucking, I made chicken, like chicken tenders tonight. Right. And it was like, uh, when I look, I, I don't plan meals because I, I priorities thing.
0: I just don't love cooking and I, I don't plan meals. Like, yeah. My wife you, buys a bunch of groceries, and you're like, "Yeah, with, with kids, especially a picky one, it's cooking fucking kind of sucks when they're around." Like. Yeah,
1: but what I do is like, my wife buys the groceries, and I and you know, if the groceries is one week, I'm like, "Yeah, well, like, she's buying the next set of groceries." I'd be like, "Yeah, we we need more meat, or like, we need more that you know what I mean." Yeah, maybe we get like an extra pack of chicken, or or like you know what I mean, and we just get stuff and. Throw a couple in the freezer, a couple in the fridge, and then we go. And then I just, I cook what, what's in the fridge, and then I go in the freezer and I go, well, we're gonna need something out, so I take something out, and then I just make something like, we, have, we buy ground beef and steak and chicken, and, then, and like, we you know I might make tacos one week, and then the next week I might make cheap burgers or whatever. Like you yeah. know what I mean. But like, I made uh. We had chicken in the fridge for today. And I was like, all right, what am I going to make? This fucking chicken breast. I was like, I, I could bake it. But if I bake like a full chicken breast, that's like a, it's going to take a while to bake. And then it's going to be this time when it's done. And the kids will probably fuss about it. And then they got to go to bed. Like, I was just, you got to think of all these fucking variables. Right, right. And I'm like, all right. Well, if I cut it into really small pieces, it'll cook faster. I'm like, okay. Well, but like baking, like, just like really thin chicken cutlets is kind of weird. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll make like chicken tenders. What do we have? We have any breadcrumbs? No. Fuck. Oh, we had wonton strips. I could make that into breadcrumbs. <laughs> Let's go. Cut up uh, chicken breast into like... Small tenders, threw a couple eggs in a bowl, flour, fucking crushed up the wontons in a bag, cut up a breast, made it, like, oh, fuck, we're out of wontons. Actually, I I added all French fried onions in with it, too. (laughs) It's like, fuck, we're out of, ran out of the, the coating, like, shit, what else do we have? Fuck, we don't have any crackers. Fuck, we don't have any chips. Like it's looking for breading. I'm like, yeah, oh
0: yeah. fuck. Oh, we have fucking rice krispies, dude. Oh no. <laughs> Wait, oh like the like the cereal, like the plain cereal. Yeah. Okay. The yeah, plain cereal. I, I thought Crush you were like, the, the... Yeah, the rice Krispies. I guess. Crush up the
1: rice crispies.
0: I thought you were going for like the one the marshmallows and everything. I was like, oh god, that's oh, not no, 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 no.
1: plain, plain Jane. Yeah, I guess. Crush yeah. up the rice Krispies with some fresh fried onions. Finished up. Uh, another chicken breast that I cut into t- like little tenders. Um, throw them on a baking pan, throw them in the oven. A little seasoning on top. Flip them halfway. Season the other side. Pull them out. Kids fucking love that shit. Oh, yeah,
0: dude. Fucking... And I didn't have
1: to deep fry anything. I just oven-made chicken tenders. <laughs>
0: Yeah, man. As long as as long as the kids think it's something familiar, it's close enough to something familiar. They'll like give it a try, nine times out of ten, they'll realize, "Hell, oh, fuck, this is pretty good." Most <laughs> of the time, dude, it's texture for them. Oh yeah, uh, my daughter especially. Like poor thing, she's got. She oh yeah, so you, it you is a oh, so You're just confirming all the
1: shit I thought. Like, dude, my my daughter is like, she'll eat French fries. She'll eat. This, she'll eat that, she'll eat that. My wife made home fries one morning.
0: Kids didn't want to eat them. Right. My my daughter one doesn't night. like frozen chicken nuggets, but she loves McDonald's.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. They like <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um.
1: One night, my wife and I were home together. Like, you know, we're not home cooking together often. And yeah. she's like, "What are you gonna make? I'm like, well, we got potatoes. We gotta cook them. Like, can't just leave them. They're gonna go bad." She's like, well, I, last time I made home fries, I didn't like them. And they, and for some reason, our daughter doesn't like mashed potatoes, which is fucking absurd. <laughs> it's literally, I, I, I can't figure it out. Cause when she was real young, like when they were real young, you know, like kids love carbs for some reason you give them like, even if you give them like tasty chicken or tasty, the chicken nuggets. And like a little bit of vegetables and like mashed potatoes. They would plow the mashed potatoes, and then ask for more mashed potatoes. Right. And, and like, like uh, you can have some more, but like, uh, eat your fucking other shit first. And <laughs> they fucking loved it. They would, they loved the mashed potatoes so much that they would fucking eat the other shit, and then ask for more mashed potatoes. Right. Now, if I give her mashed potatoes, she fucking hates it. She likes French fries. I go, you know, French fries are potatoes, right? (laughs) They don't give a fuck, dude. And then my wife makes home fries one morning. They don't like the home fries. I'm like, you know, these are French fries, right?
0: Right,
1: right. (laughs) And then, so one night we have potatoes and we're making supper and she's like, well, they don't like home fries and like baking them takes too long and they don't like mashed potatoes. I'm like, we'll just make French fries. In the oven. She's like, what? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. If she doesn't want them, whatever. Like, uh, we're still going to eat them. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, so, so we just cut the potatoes into like French fry shape and then made basically home fries. <laughs> but just in long-form, we made long-form home fries, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And then we gave them, them and they fucking ate them all, dude. (laughs) Like,
0: Oh yeah. That oven gets them
1: nice and crispy too. Oh, dude, there's some tricks you can do. Pretty good tricks. Like, what I'll do is, uh, we'll bake them in the oven for a while. And then I'll like take the, we buy like olive oil cooking spray. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I'll just, like, spritz across the top, like, when they've been cooking for a while. And yeah, then, yeah. wait a minute, and then, like, toss them around, spritz them again, and then get a little oil on the outside. And it's just like, there you go. French fries. <laughs> and then they fucking plow through them. It's like, yeah, that's the same shit we made <laughs> the other day.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it is now almost 2 a.m. and I have to be up for work in the morning. Same so, here, buddy. Think we call it here? I think we probably <coughs> have to. Yep. Yep. Oh, man, I did not want to be up late. <laughs> Fuck that up. Look what you did. Look what I did. I created c- content. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, I actually did something with, uh, with my time rather than just- I mean, you got all this electronic me. equipment. You should probably use it. Right. I got to spend enough money on this shit. Which at this point, you know, it's old enough now that it, oh God, I'm not going to get in this conversation because it's another podcast topic about the fucking concept of money. Episode two. Yeah. We're I talking about
1: Alex. Alex Jones and
0: expensive audio equipment. All right. I'll definitely have to get them again. That was a, that was a good time. I don't get to free form podcast often. Well, you know where to go. Yeah, mine. That's all we do here, baby. All right, boys and girls. If you made it this long, congratulations. Good night. <laughs> Throw some
1: plugs in there if you want any plugs. Now,
0: uh, I don't give a fuck. You probably talked about dropping spicy before, but I run a podcast about Apex Legends it's called Dropping Spicy. Look it up, bitch. And I'm Kinder. Nice to meet you, He's Kinder. He's Kinder. <laughs> oh man, he does have a real name. That's uh, Kinder. Actually, It's my real name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys and girls. I—I I mean, I my plug something is like I'm on Twitter and just uh, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> record your uh, I, stuff and post.
1: It's in the fucking description. Read it. Halsey's. <laughs>